0: The date is November 26th, 2021. A humanoid by the name of Cam Cletus purchased a plane ticket for Spirit Airlines. He boarded the flight, took his seat, and ordered a Capri Sun. After the Boeing 727 took off, he flagged down the flight attendant. As she approached his seat, Mr. Passenger jabbed the sharp straw into the bagged beverage and reached into his pocket. He took out a note and handed it to her, and said, You're going to want to look at that message. The flight attendant's stomach dropped as she looked down at the folded notepad paper. She recollected a story of something like this happening about 50 years ago, and it didn't go very well. She began to run to the front of the plane, but before she got too far, she looked back, and she saw a horrific sight. The gentleman that passed her the note had taken off a flesh mask, revealing gray smooth skin, huge glassy black eyes, and an eerie grin. He makes a gesture toward her, as if to reference the note in her hand. The flight attendant looked down, opened the note, and it read, No funny stuff here, but I've abducted D.B. Cooper.
1: What's up, guys? What's poppin'? What's Gucci? It's your girl Ash, and I'm here with.
0: I'm Corey.
1: Anyways, I'm here with Corey. I'm wearing my Lightning McQueen Crocs that light up when I step. Yes, Crocs are tacky and disgusting, but I had to do it for my boy Lightning McQueen. These are probably the best things I've ever spent sixty dollars on.
0: Limited edition. Limited
1: edition. Let's do some simple edition. Twenty dollars for a T-shirt that's just subbing during. <laughs> This always turns into karaoke. Dude,
0: that turned on on my (laughs) Spotify the other day. I was just like, I just need a lit, like, happy jam. And then a little girl in my ear goes, Hey, yo, Malcolm Moore. Let's go thrift shopping. What, 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 what? what? And I was like, no!
1: Oh, this is so good I got so lit at the train station for no good reason yeah <laughs> honestly it's honestly like one of those songs that you forget exists and then when you hear it, you're uh, you're trying not to turn up because you know it's kind of cringy but you're like low-key like turning up like doing, having a little doing gym. silent hand yeah.
0: motions and not a podcast <laughs> literally trying. I'm dancing
1: Dude. you can feel the energy though I feel like if you're listening you understand
0: oh my goodness so exactly funny. well we call her 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 crocs the kachanklas
1: yeah the kachanklas are legendary Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we are here at Crop Circles where we abduct myths, mysteries, and the paranormal every single week. We come at you with the story, the facts, and then we uh, dive into the pop culture and tell you where you might have seen it, uh, Mm -hmm. where you might not have recognized it. Or where all those references
0: that you've been seeing online that haven't been Mm -hmm. understood about, now you might understand them a little better.
1: Yeah, some context clues for you. It's always good to have more context, especially online these days. Like, I feel like if you miss one, someone said this on Twitter, they're like, if you miss one day of going on Twitter, like school, the next day you come back, there's like three different memes, like three different meme formats. And you're like, what is happening? Like, it's, it's chaotic. So, you know, we're here to try to help give some context to some of those, I think.
0: Thank you. I'm I'm the kind of person that would need to be, to be informed <laughs> like this.
1: Yeah. Thank but you. But we're here. Thank you. Uh, we do it all. Here we are. Um, it's currently, by the time you're listening to this, it's the day after Thanksgiving. But that is very important for our story today, is it not? It is. So, all this long-winded stuff, but we'll get to that in a second. I still got some more announcements. What? Anyways. Really? What are you identifying as today? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, yeah, important. Yeah. We'll get to it.
0: I identify as the guy who sings, what wait, wait. That, what macklemore? at the beginning of of is it not macklemore it does he sing that i think so i identify as macklemore today i am him
1: yeah I, i'm claiming
0: to be macklemore and don't come arrest me for it
1: well you also only have 20 dollars in your pocket so that's also true. hey
0: i'm gonna go thrift shopping
1: i would like to be it it's honestly so expensive in japan though yeah. thrift shopping yes. here is yes. like more expensive than going to like uniqlo mm-hmm. yeah Anyways, ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but yeah, um, I'm identifying as my Lightning McQueen Crocs because I have never felt better, more confident, just, you know, we're here. Are you speed? Yeah, of course. I'm number 95, baby. Kachu.
0: Kachiga. Kachiga.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're also here with Miley, you probably heard her just a second ago, but she's here with us being our podcast ghost as usual. Hi.
0: She threw a glass off the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Like you barely hear her sometimes, and it's like great <laughs> little whispers in the background. Like pss, 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 pss,
0: pss. that's all I need, just sweet
1: nothings <laughs> whispered in my ear. By Miley. Yeah. Oh jeez. Anyways, now that we are done with the thankful day. It is actually very important to our story, like I said before. And tell me why, Corey. Tell me why we're celebrating, not the thankful day, but... No,
0: it's the 50th anniversary of The Aerial Heist by mm-hmm. D.B. Cooper.
1: Dun-dun-dun. I feel like we should add, like, a dramatic, like... Sound. Dun, dun. Yeah. Just like something, something big, dramatic. Just
0: dramatic sound. We still
1: don't have a soundboard.
0: <laughs> no, be, why why do we need a soundboard when we got your amazing impressions?
1: Terrible. The horrible decision. I think we should take up my friend Victoria on her Venmo gift from our last episode. No way. That I had to return. Or that I should return. (laughs) Yeah, my friend Victoria listens to our every episode. And... Hi, Victoria. And... Uh, also past roommate, you know, um, from Lovely. the trap house, the, there we the go. tree house. Yeah. And she venmo me $15 and was like, hey, I heard you needed a soundboard. Because we like addressed how we just have to make the sounds ourselves. And I was like, thank you. But also like, no. why
0: did you take the donation? We, we oh got to open God. up like a Patreon We're or something. We're poor.
1: <laughs> We're not it, poor, but like, you know, you know. I know. Yeah. I get the same paycheck you do. You literally yes i know but thank you so much victoria for your love support we will get it together one day we'll get it together yeah we'll
0: get it we'll we'll, we'll make it happen
1: yeah we're gonna upgrade we're gonna upgrade for sure, Abs- for sure. absolutely 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 <laughs> new word yeah
0: i think bananas apples and oranges every time i do it absolutely absolutely Um yeah no it's 50 yeah. years since this whole db cooper thing happened on november 24th 1971
1: Wow. What a time. Is
0: it I I feel like we like what 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 podcast what, what episode did we talk about like how how far back the decades are now.
1: Yeah, it's it's a while. Like now.
0: how I don't mm-hmm. I don't think of the seventies being fifty years behind. But I also wasn't in the seventies fifty years ago. So right. like, it doesn't like really hit me yeah. as hard I guess. But like when I think of the nineties being like over twenty years ago.
1: Yeah. It is kind
0: of kind of scary. Um It's
1: weird how time like time passes and things happen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I mean, 50 years ago, basically the only unsolved air piracy in commercial aviation history happened. And it's one of the biggest mysteries that has been like unsolved and uh, that is in unclassified FBI history. It's yes. just nuts. This thing is crazy how it happened and how it ended up working out. And we'll get in all the details about that later. But let me tell you a little bit about what's going down. Who Who's involved?
1: Yeah, let me know. What's going on? What's the team? Who is D.B. Cooper?
0: Because I, I don't know. No one knows, really.
1: Uh, I'm but, so sorry. I don't know this man. Have you seen that? i just so like, sorry. I don't know this man. I'm, if I saw this man walking down the street, I wouldn't recognize him.
0: Yeah, I, It's been a long periodically time. <laughs> exactly. And so basically the mystery man who called himself Dan Cooper is D.B. Cooper. But basically D.B. Cooper was only like a, it was like a mistake by a newspaper Mm-hmm. It was some sort of miscommunication that ended up happening. and DB Cooper sounds cooler, so they kept with that one. Yeah, and that's why we know DB. Cooper rather than Dan Cooper, which was actually written on like the plane ticket that was purchased uh, way back when fifty years ago. Correct. But physically speaking, he's about five foot ten inches to six foot tall. He weighed about one hundred and eighty pounds, had dark brown slash black hair.
1: Wait, are they talking about you?
0: You mean just every Caucasian man that exists on the <laughs> earth? <laughs> like we're just Can copy be? and paste, you know? Literally though.
1: <laughs> it, it was just, like five foot. How how tall are you?
0: I'm six foot tall.
1: Okay, see. I've got
0: dark and you got brown dark hair. hair. Got dark brown hair. I don't know
1: how much you weigh, but
0: uh, about 180 185 oh, no! pounds. <laughs> I'm DB <laughs> <G>. Cooper. <laughs> but it says low voice it says low voice and I sound like a Barbie doll that got strangled with a voice box (laughs) inside
1: it's like you're D.B. Cooper I'm D.B. Cooper are there any other
0: D.B. Cooper come on Spongebob it's first grade
1: are there any other D.B. Coopers I should know about that was probably the FBI (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) well they interviewed like over 800 people within like what the first five months or so exactly insane
1: but we'll get to the suspects in a bit tell me more about this mysterious man Yeah,
0: Yeah. brown eyes a low voice like I said not a high Pitch voice like myself. He wore a trench coat, loafers, a white button-up shirt, a black clip-on tie from J.C. Penney's, and carried a brown paper bag and a briefcase. I actually was watching a YouTube video that had like the measurements. Exactly oh, yeah, I think of it was the,
1: the video.
0: Yeah, they're like it was like a oh this inch by this inch by this inch brown paper bag, and I was like, why is that important? <laughs> why,
1: <are we laughs> yeah, know, of, like, why did we? I know, like why did they?
0: It's not time? mentioned it at all throughout the rest of the investigation. No one ever mentions the brown paper bag for the rest of the time. Yeah.
1: Literally, well, I wonder if you had like a little sandwich or something in there, maybe some weed. I don't know.
0: <laughs> a weed, Sammy.
1: A weed, Sammy. Same. I'm sure. You know. I'm sure it's like the ba-
0: the, the baked bread. You <laughs> the know? baked
1: bread. Oh my god, trademark, trademark. <laughs> Why did we come up with really good ideas? We call it fresh-baked bread, but it's gonna get you baked back. It's the bread that bakes you back.
0: Yeah, you do, you get baked, and then the next morning you're all crusty, just like the loaf.
1: <laughs> the bread that bakes you back?
0: Man, that's crummy right there.
1: Oh no! <laughs> I Yeah, nobody steal our idea. Hey,
0: dude, he was wearing loafers, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Damn. So he just worked at new, like new Miracle <laughs> Bread or something. No headcanon. Wonder Bread. Cooper is
1: actually my plug. Damn. <laughs> he was providing, you know? Damn. Anyways, so. <laughs> <He was laughs> yeah. The brown paper bag and a briefcase, you know? Also, could literally be anybody in Japan. Literally, any businessman in Japan could Yeah, be, it doesn't like- <laughs> actually
0: state like what ethnicity he was was he no I mean did, they said he was white was he was yeah. it white? I mean, okay no
1: but I'm saying like carrying the brown paper bag and like the briefcase like you see like I see that all I've the time never on seen the train with a trench coat yes yeah more briefcases in my life than when I moved to Tokyo like I kind of thought they were like a ruse like you know something that you see in cartoons mm-hmm. and like things that don't really happen but then I moved here and like everyone had a briefcase and I was like what do you Everybody. use that for like I don't know
0: what's in there yeah. what's in the
1: fr- box yeah, it's like a tiny suitcase. Mm. It's so like, I don't know, serious.
0: It's like everyone has the same outfit.
1: The same like black suit.
0: Yeah, yeah. everyone's got the same flat booty. <laughs> and then everybody what? got they got like the, the briefcase. You know, do not tell me not everyone has a flat booty here. They got um, massive no, calves, Some people but fluties. Be, no,
1: some people be thick. Hey, if know. you
0: see them, point them out because I need to see them. I would like, I've I seen gladly. a handful and I remember them and I dream about them at night.
1: Anyways, we'll just have to go hunting later. Let's go. <laughs> not hunting. Don't so clap some like alien
0: cheeks. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Jesus. No, well, but yeah. The, everyone just kind of has that. Like the brown paper bag from the <laughs> Like uh, Everybody. You
0: know. Everybody. Everybody. I know I do. I got that apple bun the other day. Oh, yeah.
1: I haven't had like new convenience snacks in a while. So but I
0: give the... you the...
1: I like buy them for Miley and I'm like, here, have this. And then I don't eat them. The
0: chocolate mochi uh, ice cream. They're in right now. Apparently there's yeah. like no, a, it's so good. a vanilla custard one too. looks like an Eeg because it's like yeah. white outside. White mochi and, and then like the yellow, the yellow center, ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's like from the convenience right now.
1: I think they have a lot of pumpkin stuff. Like they have like this pumpkin Ooh. pudding. But... I haven't. Uh, like,
0: pumpkin's different here, though. It's
1: not like pumpkin it's spice. Not it's not like Straight up kabocha, like
0: yeah. pumpkin. Uh huh.
1: It's not very sweet here vegetable-y. either. Vegetably, it, yeah, they make it real vegetably. Yeah,
0: it's it, it tastes like squash rather than mm. like any sort of dessert. Yeah. Um. But anyway, the nice. get get DB Cooper walked out of the out of the combini. Uh, ready to go, and he had his brown paper bag, his briefcase, and he basically walked up to the airport. He went all the way to Narita Airport. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually, he went to Portland International Airport in Oregon, and he got a ticket for Northwest Orient Airlines, and it was twenty dollars. Wow! How crazy was that? Um, but he bought the ticket, and he used the cash, which was mm-hmm. normal in those days because no yeah. one had. It was Suica literally or- 1971.
1: Yeah, you could not just like train pass it or like. You know, credit cards just weren't as used. They didn't have Apple Pay. They no. didn't have, you know, the,
0: no Venmo. the tap tap.
1: They didn't have the, the Snapcash. You know, yeah, Snapcash. They didn't have literally anything. PayPal.
0: None of us. None of it. None of it. Uh, the flight was meant to be about under 40 minutes going from Portland to Seattle. And he uh, approached the counter. Uh, and just did it. Did and did it. did it. He did just He approached the counter looking all, all fine and dandy just the way we had described him. Uh, and every single report of what he looked like afterwards describes him the same way except sometimes he has sunglasses on yes like dark
1: he has yeah, we sunglasses. Don't talk about that. um but basically this and this is also in a day they made a really good point in the documentary if you guys haven't already and you are interested in learning more about um the potential suspects i would definitely go on hbo max and watch their uh documentary that came out last year mm. they do kind of a deep dive on that and they also made a really good point of, like, back in these days, like, it wasn't, I mean, this is obviously, obviously, pre-9-11, like, pre, like, security checks yeah. and stuff, honestly, Japan is still kind of like this, if you're flying domestically, oh, like, yeah. we are, we did not get ID'd no. a single time, nope. <laughs> we literally just showed up, gave them, like, the receipt of, like, our purchase thing, and they were like, yep. okay, we did, like, literally nothing, and we just kind of walked in, there was, like, security, but it wasn't, like, we didn't, like, have to, like, x-ray get like wanded did and everything like it was yeah, no. just like we're there and they say like,
0: is not a thing like it's god, god forbid anything like 9 yeah. 11 happening to japan but yeah. like if it did i bet you like immediately yeah it would just it's
1: just not bad domestic i mean insane. obviously like internationally they have probably higher security but just like yeah. going like flying within japan is just super low security i think we were yeah. all kind of shook when we realized that i mean you flew more recently than we did because we flew last yeah year. i went
0: to okinawa over the summer, and it was kind of like impromptu. We got the ticket like the night before, like at three a.m. Left. It was for like the it. same day, Li- no, literally <laughs> within same hours, day. and then checked in and got there and left. There's like, like
1: no, they didn't check I, your IDs. I, no, no,
0: I, I was getting my baggage checked at like 30 minutes before the plane left because we were we got there late.
1: Yeah, Um, but there's just it's just not a thing where you're like waiting in these security lines like it just doesn't happen. You're just kind of like we ran and had time to
0: spare. Like we went to the Cavini, grabbed uh, a quick bathroom break, and then Mm. ran through security and we were done. Um, Um, But like, give me the basic like layout. We like the start of the day. He buys his ticket.
1: Yeah, we're getting Mm -hmm. down with the real crime. All right, what happened first? Give me a time. The story. So basically, we got this man and he hijacked the plane. But really, what happened? Let's find out. So. At 2.50 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, I'd like to say that all these times are approximate. There are um, some discrepancies between sources that we used. So this is all kind of like the average time or like the most common time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, not that that really matters. But Flight 305 was approximately one-third full, so pretty empty, yeah. and was just departing Portland on schedule, as, you know, the flight does. Mr. Guy over here ordered a bourbon soda, so classy. What time was it? Two
0: fifty p.m. Okay, cool. And I, I got my bourbon right now.
1: Yeah, and he got his bourbon on the rocks. I didn't have soda. <laughs> he's having a themed beverage. This is an experience. Yup. And shortly after, you know, takeoff, he's like sipping the bev. They're like on their way up in the sky. Everyone's having a good time. uh it, They were until Cooper handed a note to one of the flight attendants, Florence Schaffner. What a name. I know. Florence is a cool name, though.
0: I think it's a very, that's a very dated name. I feel like it's a very, like, of the times, like, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you you, you never see anybody named Florence now. No. Which sucks, because you could just be like,
1: "What's up, Flo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, do you think Flo, Flo's name from Cars, like, her name is Florence? Is that count? I would say so. That's kind of cute. I like that. I would say
0: Florence would probably be her name, especially because she's probably around that time period too because oh, they're pretty dated she's a
1: well she's a period i think isn't she a 50s car though mm-hmm.
0: and what thinking oh, and about it yeah she would have been named florence Schaffner. would have gotten her name if it's 71 now and she was like mm-hmm. what 20 21 years old she would have been born in 50
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's she'd
0: true. been almost like yeah. almost a baby boomer
1: oh that's true that's true yeah anyway so miss florence gets this note and you know at the time we were just talking about this for the podcast how like People or like flight attendants at this time were just so overtly sexualized. And like, I guess so much of like flight advertisements were about just oh, yeah. how like sexually appealing like the flight attendants were and that it was going to be like a great escorted experience. You know, like yeah. they always say sex sells and flight attendants were no, no yeah. exception. You,
0: you had to be like a certain like waist size, a certain height or something. Like yeah. you had like measurements you had to maintain and it was basically a hard job.
1: Yeah, it was, it was definitely a performance job
0: mm-hmm.
1: at its heart. Obviously, safety, too. You know, like, I'm not going to discount course, their, no, like, no, um, efforts. But it was definitely also looks thing. So, that's important because, you know, people are going to flirt with them. And back in those days, in the 70s, I would be scared for my life with men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that would just be, like, it would just be so much more common for men to just be saying stuff, you know, doing the thing. And... She thought that D.B. Cooper was flirting with her. And so she took the note that he like hands it over and dropped it in her purse. Some sources say that she put it in her pocket. I don't know which is true. I
0: mean, I wouldn't think on her job as a flight attendant, she would have a purse on her.
1: I don't know. But maybe but she that would that have, like, she have was, a satchel maybe. Well, she was like in the, like, they were close to the back of the plane. Uh-huh. So they would like, I don't know. Maybe she had it like on the seat thing. I don't know. But she drew, she put it away.
0: Like she had her personal items along yeah. with her. Yeah, yeah, She yeah.
1: She put it away. And Cooper leaned over and whispered, quote, Miss, you better take a look at that note. I have a bomb. And it's like, what was the point of writing the note then if you're just going to say, like you're just going to yeah, announce it? If you're going to try to be
0: discreet about this, what's, what's the point of being like, hey, y'all, read the note. I got a bomb. Oh. Shh. Who said that? <laughs> I didn't know. No. Oh, I have, I have a.
1: A bomb sandwich. A, I have a calm degree. <laughs> yeah, he was just out there being. Just announcing it, which honestly, like, that also made me question, like, did he, like, pull her in real close and whisper that, or did he, like, I'm sure just he didn't make a it? show. I'm because, sure he like, didn't I mean, cause
0: any sort scene. of unrest. Yeah,
1: but I'm like, how did no one else hear? Like, there's not AirPods these days. Like, it's 1971. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're mm-hmm. just there. <laughs> I think at
0: this point, people, like, it's it's about third full, so, like, there's not many people around, like, super close sitting next to him or mm-hmm. near him. Yeah, sure. He's in the middle seat, had the aisle to himself and he pulls her close and probably just like, whispers like yo hey i got this yeah, that's... and i don't think that's like too unheard of especially like when you said like it's kind of like a a flirting kind of gig and like, it, it, like men are going to uh, be men saying... are going to be kind of weird so like she's probably used to like bending over and like kind of listening and people around are probably like okay well he's probably just trying to he's drinking with, like yeah. bourbon and he's trying to yeah
1: who drinks on a 30 minute flight <laughs> at
0: 250 <2:50... laughs> p.m. you know i mean
1: the time is irrelevant i have a drink at that time
0: i mean but- i've always heard like five o'clock is like the, the mm-hmm. like that's around like the acceptable time to start um i mean if you go on day drink day drink that's like what you plan to i, I, I have to plan a day drink but i have a headache by five if i day drink you know that's
1: true i mean anyways he's just out here doing the thing right mm-hmm. day drinking doing his doing you know his hijacking and we don't know the exact, exact words of the note because Cooper eventually took it back before the whole before, thing was over. Before they could and, like, turn like, it yeah, into It the, was, the, it was yeah, lost yeah. Uh, to the, the situation. But Schaffner said it mentioned the bomb and it directed her to sit next to Cooper. So she did as requested. like Corey said, he was in the middle seat. So she sat down and she quietly was like, can I see the bomb? And he was like, "Uh, duh.
0: Interesting. I never, uh, for all my research, I never had her i never heard that she asked to see it. I was just told that, like, he showed it to her.
1: Well, something. I mean, I'm assuming that she was just trying to play nice. I think she would have asked, too. I, th- I think she would have been like, can I see it? Because what it if he was bluffing? I and mean... Then she, I feel like she would have asked because she needs to know how serious the threat is. Because imagine she didn't see it, and then she's, like, over here telling the pilot that there's a bomb when there really isn't. Like,
0: how, I how does, that, how does that play out? Like, I would love to see, like, a role play of how that, like, her asking would look... How that would even look? Because I would be so like I me if I was her in that position, I'd feel so stressed to be like, crap. He's like, he says he has a bomb. Like, what do I do? Like, hey, let me see, let me see your bomb.
1: Yeah, it sounds kind of like how big is your bomb? Yeah, I was literally about to say like, why does all of this sound like the beginning of like a really bad like plot to an adult video? Because it's like, hey. Take a look at that. No. You know it's like. Next on Red
0: Tube. Right. It's so (laughs) awkward.
1: And like, I'm not trying to like make light of the situation because people could have died, but like, thank God no one did.
0: But it just it just
1: sounds like she's like, sit next to me. And she's like, Can I see your bomb?
0: bomb? Like (laughs) he like pulls the briefcase on his lap, opens it up, and she sees the dynamite stick in your box. (laughs) The dynamite, And then the guy like all over (laughs) is like, why is she giving him that
1: attention? He's like, boom, it's my dynamite in a box.
0: <laughs> oh, it's about to explode.
1: <laughs> oh no. Oh god, yeah. But it's it's giving that. It's giving mm-hmm. Tension, obviously, mm-hmm. of many kinds. But, so basically, uh, Cooper opens the briefcase long enough for her to, like, look at the, the bomb situation. It's got, like, the little cylinders, you know, like what you think of when you hear TNT. And it's all attached to, like, a battery with some wires. And he closes the briefcase, but he keeps his finger on what she thinks is, like, the the trigger uh-huh, yeah. for it. And so his hand is just there. And he was like, listen, I have a request still very much sounding like an adult video, but then it turns left real quick, and he says, "I need two hundred thousand dollars in negotiable American currency, only in 20s. So he needs two hundred thousand dollar in twenties, which is like a thousand twenty dollar
0: bills. That's it's a lot of money. It's
1: a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's it's a, a lot, lot of 20s. bills.
0: But also, just the fact that like he had to refer to it as American currency, like makes it interesting. Yeah, like, like a normal American would never clarify. <laughs> You know, I yeah. need, like, I don't think any Japanese person was like, I need 2,000
1: Japanese, Japanese
0: yen. And people would be like, so just yen?
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: like no one, I don't, no one would go go that far to say that. So I thought, like, uh, that's a little sus in my eyes.
1: But I think it's also, like, he's saying negotiable American currency in order to make sure that, like, if the FBI copped him out. You know what I mean? They I were like, like hey, here's
0: 200,000 pesos.
1: Yeah, like I feel like he was just trying to like make sure that they gave him real money. Maybe? He's trying to yeah, be
0: clear with his yeah. His like orders. So if yeah. he says like
1: oh give me twenty thousand dollars and they gave him like movie money like he just never really said whether he, or he
0: opens it work. up and he's like oh I got Monopoly money
1: yeah oh they j- they jit me yeah I mean like I would assume that they would never do that because lives are at stake but you know I don't yeah. know this, I'm just trying to just trying to assume. Anyways, so we asked for in twenties only. He asked for four parachutes, two primary and two reserve, and he requested a fuel truck be standing by in Shea- Seattle. She- standing Seattle. By in Seattle. Oh, oh wait,
0: was it no standing Chicago? By.
1: Chicago. Yes, you know what I'm Chicago. talking about. Victorious. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. So Seattle, I feel like yeah. would be like. The Seattle's the sequel. This the sequel. The sequel. The sequel to <laughs> Chicago. She's a woman that's exciting. It's Is not Chicago. Exciting? It's Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. where She's like, it's a city for a woman just like me. <laughs> What's her sister's name? Trina. Trina.
0: That's what it yeah. was.
1: Um, so he requests that they have a fuel truck standing by in Seattle to refuel the aircraft upon arrival. So they're going somewhere else because if he's asking to refuel, he's got plans. So, the flight attendant, Schaffner, conveyed Cooper's instructions to the pilots in the cockpit via cabin phone. When she returned, our boy Cooper was wearing dark sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So, he just, I, I can imagine that he was very much feeling his Bond fantasy at that time. I feel like a lot of criminals who do things like this are very, like, about the attention and about, like, the moment. Yeah. Like, they're nar- very narcissistic, so I feel like he was literally fully living his delusional fantasy of course he's like oh yeah he's like sunglasses on mystery uh,
0: guy's a badass the guy's a badass he he, he to he,
1: himself he, like, or, he
0: ordered a bourbon and soda sat there smoking cigarettes on the plane mm-hmm. and then he's sitting there just like you know what i got a bomb yeah he, and, and then he's like go go get me my money literally put it in a knapsack no funny business or i'll do the job
1: yeah he literally said that. and me. then he's
0: like Sunglasses, just like real slow, real cool.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe poked
0: himself in, in the eye on accident. Hope nobody <laughs> saw him and like fixed the the like I don't know the the, the arm the leg. <laughs> The the, the, the the limb <laughs> the limb of the glasses and like puts it back on his face and he's yeah,
1: like sitting there.
0: Sips on his his little his drink and then looks over yeah, and like so. flicks, flicks off the guy that's next to him.
1: Yeah, and the <laughs> yeah, so there was actually I you kinda of mentioned it right now, how like the guy um sitting next to them was like, Why is she giving him attention? So basically this guy was in college at the time. Uh one of the passengers who did survive this, all of the passengers survived this. Um, but he said that he was very confused it's as clear. to why Shaffner was like why um is he sitting next why is she sitting next to him like in the civilian seats and he was like thinking that she was all into him because she was like sitting there after she made the cabin call like she Mm -hmm. sat next to him and would like continue to like sit there for the remainder of like them flying yeah and would like light his cigarettes because obviously his finger was like busy with his beverage and his other finger was on the trigger of the bomb so she like you know was just trying to not get everybody murdered um in the air but nobody in like the flight knew like nobody heard the people in the cockpit what are they called the pilots The pilots <laughs> the, like the, the, flight <laughs> the flight crew the flight crew the important people in the plane they <laughs> literally told like they made the announcement overhead that they were just having some technical difficulties they were like hey so we're having like some problems but we're just gonna like fly in circles for, we're gonna circle and we're gonna land in a little bit like don't worry it's not like, the plane's yep. not broken. Like, just don't worry. And everyone was like, okay, work. Like, <laughs> that's fine. It. I mean, it was also, like we said, back in the day, I feel like those things kind of just flew more. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they yeah. just kind of got by with it. It was a newer, newfangled Truth. situation to be, like, flying. Uh, it, like the
0: whole that. reason, like, they were flying around was to get rid of gas. They were trying to like get rid of as much gas as possible to lighten the plane and also to um, well, get rid also, of. Well, he also
1: they needed time to.
0: They needed time to get the money. Yeah. They needed time to like get rid of gas so that way, if he did blow the plane, mm-hmm. that there'd be less chance of a fire.
1: Yeah.
0: An explosion. Um, they wanted to lighten the plane and also like I feel like he he said he wanted his his money by a certain time, so I feel like that was a really risky move to be like oh snap like we have to hurry fast but like we can't touch down now. Because otherwise, we'll land. Have the 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 people on the plane just chilling there at the airport, waiting to get off, and we won't let them off until he says that we can. You know, right?
1: Yeah. So he had all this planned, anyways. So they're there. The guy's like, "Why is she flirting with him?" But really, she was just trying to not get everybody killed. And then everyone's just like, kind of having a normal time. It was supposed to be like just under forty minutes, like you said, but it ended up being a couple hours that they were up in the air. Hmm. Anyway, so she's just sitting there. Trying like I can't imagine being her though. I mean, we already said this, but like, imagine you're sitting there lighting this guy's cigarettes while he's holding a bomb. Like, what?
0: Yeah, how old was she again? Like twenty. She was twenty
1: twenty
0: one. Insane.
1: Yeah, she's I can. I can
0: imagine. If yeah. I was that age and a sh- that something like that had happened to me, I'd be like, yo, no, nope. yeah, <laughs> know
1: like, m-m-m-. immediately immediately should i would have like
0: melted i would have probably done whatever they had said you know just because it was
1: like "Ah, ah, ah, ah." yeah and she was just cool and collected like no no one noticed any weird behavior from her besides that she was sitting in like Like, the the civilian passenger seats yeah Yeah. but anyways so they just began circling and they and then the pilots were like telling everybody like you know their teams and their teams are getting in contact with the police then the police were getting in contact with the fbi Mm -hmm. and like it was like a whole situation anyways continue the story the drama yeah yeah
0: so we do know about the note that he handed over and he ended up getting back he ended mm-hmm. up getting that back because he was like kind of feeling a little anxious about everything going on um, and so he took that back and the hijacking note never said anything about his plan to skydive from the plane but mm-hmm. his demands led officials to that assumption because obviously he's asking for like four parachutes which what was what would someone need a uh, two front and two back parachutes for themselves, it kind of leads them to believe that they're going to have some sort of hostage situation where he's going to take one person hostage and he's going to parachute with one front one back for him and one front and one back for them. Mm-hmm. And so that, that I, I think that also kind of pushes them in that direction. Like, okay, well, we need to comply because not only do it, does he have a bomb for, with 36 other people on the plane,
1: right, including
0: flight crew and everything else, but he does not intend to let everyone go because he's going to have four mm-hmm. four parachutes that are only, the, to a maximum of two people being able to use them.
1: Yeah, um, somebody said that they were also thinking that he would just take the flight crew with them and then let the passengers, like, fly the plane on their own until they, like, crash and burn. Yo. Yeah, so, like, that was another, like, possibility because of the amount of... Yeah, things that they.
0: I uh, that'd be. That'd or be that terrifying. he was gonna
1: make the flight because it was like two flight attendants and the two the mm-hmm. pilot and the co-pilot. So they he, they originally thought they were gonna he was gonna throw them out the plane, and then well that was like just like the the speculation by the FBI throw them out the plane he takes the plane and then got just God knows what you know. Oh man! So that was just wild. Those were all just theories. And
0: craziness, and craziness, and I mean at this point, like I think another a uh, flight attendant gets involved, um, but she's she's plays a, a bit of a more minor role i believe mm-hmm. uh and uh like the the note and everything has been kind of conveyed to the front uh front of the, the plane the flight crew kind of know what's going on and what uh, what situation they're under but the rest of the passengers have no idea so since he had asked for the extra parachute they assumed that they, they had uh he had intentions for the hostage like i said earlier um they thought about using dummy parachutes for the exchange with Cooper, but they didn't want to risk any civilian lives.
1: Yes, they were like, let's not do that, and yeah. make sure we don't accidentally kill anybody by giving a fake parachute. Mm-hmm.
0: They originally went to like the air force base nearby to get parachutes, but mm-hmm. then it had to change because he didn't want military parachutes.
1: Yeah, he wanted just like he normal wanted
0: one. normal skydiving ones. So they mm-hmm. had to go to like a skydiving place, like yeah. a sports skydiving place there in a near near the airport
1: they wanted some casual parachutes because i guess that that's a thing i didn't know that there was like that many different kinds
0: uh but about 5 24 p.m his demands have been met on the ground the problem for me the problem lies is like he said five o'clock
1: no he didn't say certain i don't think he said a certain Uh, time i just think that they were like
0: from (laughs) what my research led me to believe is that five o'clock is like when he said he wanted them to be met um but they ended up being met At five twenty four, and he didn't seem to have. I don't hear anything about him being upset that it was late or anything. So it doesn't really. Florence,
1: sorry, this is just a sidetrack, but what's that? Florence was saying that like she was so impressed by him because he was never. She said that he got impatient with her sometimes, but he was never nasty, mean, or rude to her. Like he, she's like he came across as a fine gentleman or something like that. Hmm. And like, so I guess he wasn't like super irrational or weird. Like he was just kind of like there. And that's kind of like a weird layer of the story as well, like very interesting. Sorry, anyways. Continue. I feel like
0: sometimes in that kind of situation, people can find themselves almost attracted to their mm-hmm. hijacker, I guess, captor, whatever. Yeah. Like, like it, in the fantasy, of it, because it's a very exciting, whether it's like good or bad, exciting. Maybe like I mean, just a, the
1: adrenaline. Just it can like be very like, like your... that.
0: That feeling can be mm-hmm. can give them such a rush that it's mm-hmm. almost like the idea of that person can be exciting enough as it is so maybe maybe something like that kind of happened did she did she fall in love with db cooper
1: no i think yeah. she was just like impressed that he she wasn't like a maniac kind of i guess thing, that makes sense you know sense, like yeah. she was just like oh my god like he didn't even like yell at me he didn't even like try to hit me he didn't try to like do anything to me and that was kind of hmm. shocking to her
0: interesting um the grounds team had uh they had the cash ready to go they had the parachutes that they had gotten and so they radioed the captain's uh the captain his name was scott and uh, told him that they were ready for the arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper ordered that they taxi to a remote, well-lit area after they landed. He had the cabin lights dimmed and ordered that no vehicle should approach the plane. He also ordered that the person who was bringing the cash and parachutes come unaccompanied. So he had like a lot of like mm. logistics. He had everything kind of planned out from the get-go. He knew exactly yeah. how he was going to play this out. And at about 5.45 p.m., they land in Seattle. The Northwest Airline employee drove a company vehicle near the plane. Cooper ordered flight attendant Tina Mucklow, the other flight attendant, to lower the stairs. The employee carried two parachutes at, the to- at a time to the stairs and handed them over to Mucklow. Then the employee brought the cash over in a large bank bag. So kind of like I'm assuming like there's one of these big white bags with a black money sign on it. Yeah, like kind of just jingling away, like something you'd see in a cartoon, like with Bugs Bunny or something. The sack, the money. Just a big sack. Um, He got two hundred thousand dollars in ransom, exclusively in twenty dollars bills, just like he had asked. That's about equivalent to one million two hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars in twenty twenty. It's a lot of money. I mean, also, can we talk about the
1: inflation?
0: Yeah, dude, balloons so, are getting huge these days.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. It's man, crazy.
0: people really know how to blow.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what two, four, six times the amount. I think?
0: It's insane. It's 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 the the amount. Yeah. But like that also just shows you like the cost of living has gone up. Like everything is. A uh, literally, like the, the 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 value of the dollar bill has gone down significantly. Like it's just
1: life sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, In short.
0: But I mean hey, it's not like a yen where like one yen is a penny.
1: Yeah. That's true. But I mean like every I think money is just like regardless of what its comparison is to the American dollar, it's just mm-hmm. like we just need more of it. People need more money.
0: Uh, then or that rent just
1: needs to be less expensive. Hey because...
0: I would like that one. I'll take that one every day. That one actually that that works. <laughs> rent lower rent, that makes sense. So everything needs to like the price of lifting just needs to go down. I'm waiting for that market to crash so I can get a house. <laughs>
1: Waiting for our um, financial doom as a country, and then that way.
0: Amen. I'm actually kind of happy that we're not in the States right now. The gas prices, from what I've oh my heard have I can't imagine astronomical. How,
1: how expensive everything's going to be when we get back.
0: I'm it's terrified. It's going to be horrible. Because everyone's like, yeah, I saved so much money. I'm like, where? where? <laughs> I'm like, I did not. But anyway, yes, $1,278,000 is what he basically stole from from the fbi cooper released the 36 passengers and flight attendant florence schaffner he did not release the other flight attendant tina tina mucklow or the three men in the cockpit so he basically had enough people to get the plane airborne
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just in case he needed somebody else to help him out i think is kind of what he he, he kept on the plane he let everybody else go and that kind of let the FBI think that maybe he's gonna take one of the flight attendants or the crew members as his captors or whatever. Exactly. Or as his uh, as his uh, captive. Captive, captive. <laughs> captive. That's the yeah, word. Captive.
1: Captive. Um, so then, basically, um, I think two hours later. Yeah, two hours later at seven forty, um, they were like, because refueling takes a while. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's like a bajillion gallons in these planes. And so basically what happened was that they were taking forever and like, you know, they just, everyone was stressed. I think there was a lot of stress and they only partially refueled the plane. Uh, because then Cooper was like, all right, we got to go. Bye. Yeah. He
0: got really impatient impatient with
1: that part. Um, and I think it's like one of the only parts where you really see him showing any kind of like extreme emotion. Like he was kind of just like, all right, we're leaving.
0: Yeah. He got real Um, frazzled real quick. And unfortunately, like he didn't even like have a, I, I think during this time he was trying to plan out like the route that he was taking because mm-hmm. he, he wanted to go somewhere specific, but then they were telling him that that couldn't happen, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were saying, well, because he wanted to go to Mexico City, yeah, and then, but because of like he cut off the refuel situation, um, they would have to stop in Reno, Nevada, to like be able to continue the journey that far. Yeah, they had to
0: so, so just negotiate that, but he never specified any sort of like flight.
1: Pattern. pattern. No, not exactly. He like. just
0: left that up to the pilot. Yeah, he and... just said
1: you can fly literally wherever as long as we get to this kind of area, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, okay, which is kind of sus because like you would think that he would have had like a specific area that they wanted that he wanted to fly over if he was really that.
0: If he was gonna be jump jumping out, yeah, then you'd, like, like you'd, you'd, like you'd want like, to land like, in something there was specific, so much you know? Planning,
1: yeah, and then yeah. he was like, I'm just gonna jump out wherever, which does not seem like good idea. Like yeah. it's just not like
0: they said in the the Buzzfeed video that we watched about it, like where he, he had everything so meticulously planned up until when he jumped.
1: Yeah, it was weird. He's like that picture of plankton. He's like, I don't know. He's like, where are you going like, go to jump? I don't know. Go. I didn't think I'd get this far, literally. So he literally was like, well, I got it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got to leave. So <laughs> basically they set course uh, for this track towards Reno, Nevada, and then allegedly Mexico. Was the plan, but then around um, eight p.m., a warning light flashed in the cockpit, indicating that the air stair apparatus had been activated. So it's like the the little stairs that come out the back of the plane. It's a yeah, back door like, situation.
0: They like I th- I think that's pretty standard on a plane. Mm-hmm. You should know when that is open yeah. or closed. So like I would... yeah,
1: because the change in cabin pressure at this point. Um, I think everyone who worked on the plane, like the the two pilots and the air stewardess. That's not the right word. The flight attendant. Sorry. Air (laughs) Um, stewardess. You know, my brain works in weird ways. I like
0: it. I'll take that one.
1: So they were all in the cabin at this time. He had ordered her to like go up there um, as soon as the plane took off, I think. But anyways, it's not really important. But he was the only one that was in like the the main passenger cabin. Mm -hmm. So he like activates a little thing. Um, The pilots asked on the cabin intercom if he needed assistance. Uh, He said No. And that was allegedly the last time that they heard. I did hear on the documentary that he did there was some trouble trying to get the thing, trying to get, like, the air stair um, open for a while, but they had to, like, lower, they lowered the plane a couple thousand feet to, like, get the pressure to stop being, like, as high. So then, I don't know. Mm. But either way, they got it open. Doesn't, you know, semantics. So they got it open, and... Then there was like a change of air pressure indicating that the aft was left open for a while and like obviously like all the airs the pressurized air is escaping. And at 813 the aircraft's tail section sustained a sudden upward movement, which probably is like from him jumping off of it, I yeah, would assume. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just kind of hanging there. And then I think the flight attendant like made sure like look I think she opened the door or something just to like look and then close it again.
0: I don't know. I, I never heard yeah. anything after that point. I, yeah. After he jumped, all I've seen is that like they landed afterwards and yeah. they could so, hear the thing like scraping on the ground.
1: Yeah, well, they were like making sure that he wasn't in there anymore. And then she was like, okay, I guess he's not here. And so then they ended up landing at 10, 15 PM, two hours later in, at the Reno airport. So they completed their like flight mm-hmm. all the way to Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, and the airstars were still deployed. Like you said, kind of scraping the ground as they landed and as soon as they got there, FBI agents, state troopers, sheriff's deputies, and the Reno police—literally all of your your levels of cop—surrounded the jet, and um, they had like obviously, like if you look, like what if he's hiding in the seats? Like you don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they like um, went and like did a full armed search of the plane, and determined that Cooper was no longer aboard, um, and you know, just confirmed that he was indeed missing which was, is kind of wild he was he no longer jumped. in
0: the plane He told it, it kind of confirmed for them like around mm-hmm. like what 8 13 or so like he had jumped out of the plane
1: yeah and oh i forgot to mention actually this is really important um right before he jumped out um allegedly like r- just ripped off his clip on tie from jc penny and left it on board which i don't know if he did on purpose because like i would imagine that he would have thought that maybe it would like just fly out of the plane as well but it ended up staying on board and that's something that they took in later. But I can't imagine being like D B Cooper, the guy, the sunglasses is about to jump out of a plane and he goes, Let me take off my tie first though, because that's dangerous. He did like a tie reveal, takes it off <laughs> and it reveals like a bow tie. Could you imagine?
0: He just pops out. Yeah. And he's like, it was a bow tie all along.
1: It was a reveal. Aha, was no like,
0: one will ever know the secret behind D.B. Cooper.
1: Literally. He's like, my disguise. <laughs> like,
0: they do. Like, oh, it's D.B. Cooper.
1: Yeah, literally.
0: <laughs> Not Dan Cooper.
1: Yeah, what that's what I gyps? imagine happening. Like when he was like, tie reveal. Like they do on Drag Race when they're like, obviously like wearing a different outfit under like the yeah. outfit. And then during the lip sync, they're like, reveal. And we're like, yeah, we saw it. The first when you were there, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That was important, but
0: yeah, uh, I think when he did that, also I feel like when she looked back in the plane,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, before she actually like, full on like left and left him alone before they're like, "Hey, do you need any help?" kind of thing because they asked him if he needed help because they felt suddenly like, all that, with the with the with the with the, 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 the stairs dropping, they're like mm-hmm. he had trouble, so they were like, "Do you need help?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No." Um, before that, she was seeing him cut up. One of the other parachutes, and it's believed that he was cutting it up so he could like put the money inside, like oh. find a way like. And then it said that he was seen like tying the money bag to his his mm-hmm. like waist.
1: Oh yeah, because they had said that. Oh yeah, random. I just keep remembering other things, but they had mm-hmm. said that the FBI didn't put the. They put it in like a hard to hold bag or something, so then that way it would be easier for him to lose the money.
0: Mm, okay, cause yeah. that's cool. Because they did they they, they, they tracked all the serial numbers. Like, mm-hmm. They they memorize all like, the serial numbers. So they,
1: I think they, what does that catalog them?
0: Yeah, so they know like if it was ever spent anywhere, they will know like it came directly from him. So
1: mm-hmm. I would
0: love to see if anybody has any. Any twenty dollar bills that are from that heist, like if they ever were spent, and like someone found one, I would think that'd, that'd yeah. be the coolest thing. Then would be I so know,
1: cool. I can't like, but then you would literally have to like track every single bill, like twenty dollar bill ever. Uh, and at this point, it'd probably be like laundered, so you would never even know.
0: I think from this point forward, every time we get a twenty dollar bill, I'm just gonna look. I'm gonna be like, is it, is it? No, okay, <laughs> let's put it away. Because I think they all started with E like E. I don't know. Maybe maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. L
1: Something like that. Anyways, but what's the evidence that they found? Because they found some evidence. Oh, yeah,
0: let me tell you. Let me tell you. So they found that J.C. Penny's clip-on tie. um, And they found stuff on that black tie um, that had, like, different minerals, materials, and elements that would not normally be seen.
1: uh, I think they're uh, called rare earth elements or something Yeah,
0: it was something weird where, like, not a day-to-day person, like, a normal person wouldn't just have that stuff on them. Um, So they kind of figured that maybe, like the only place that these things would kind of end up on a black tie would be like if he was the manager or a worker in some sort of like aircraft facility possibly for this airline Mm -hmm. um, with Boeing's uh, Boeing's 727s or maybe like in some like uh, like rail yard or something where like these these elements would be present Uh, Mm -hmm. but that kind of confused them a little bit and that was something they found way later when they looked down like they looked at like a A microscope for that kind of stuff. Um, They found eight cigarette butts like that he had smoked uh, Mm -hmm. during that entire trip. to me, it feels like a lot of cigarettes in the span of like five hours. But maybe if it's It's not that many, then eight in
1: five hours is so few. I I think, especially for the seven. How long
0: does it take to smoke a
1: cigarette? Not that long, maybe like
0: if you take your time, five to
1: to ten minutes. Okay, so you can
0: get eight down, but I feel like the guy was rushing it. Imagine like he wasn't the only person smoking on that plane, like. How much smoke was on that? I can't imagine. I, I know.
1: The 70s were a wild time. People were just allowed to like be smoking cigarettes wherever. My lungs like.
0: are collapsing as I'm thinking about this. <laughs>
1: collapsing.
0: Uh, but then oh, after please. that, they went missing,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: blows my mind. That is like probably the most important yeah. piece of DNA in it, like that you can find. His mouth was on eight butts and they all go missing.
1: <laughs> His mouth was on eight butts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight of them. And he <laughs> was blowing smoke up all of them.
1: Yeah, literally. But that, to me, like, this always happens in these cases where, like, somehow the evidence department's like, oh, I don't know, I lost it. Like, who is running these things? Because I feel like in every, like, mystery they're like, oh, we were gonna go through it, but then I lost it. Like, how?
0: Yeah, it just seems so... It just
1: It's so sus that, like, how has this not been, like, <sighs> bettered, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. I think that's, like, a, such a huge problem. To
0: me, it comes off... As like lazy, it
1: is. Yeah, no, it's lazy or or, or maybe
0: maybe the janitor like is, like happened to like they're like okay we have all the evidence on this desk, um, and then they're like oh wait my uh, your wife's calling she's asking if you're gonna show up for dinner and he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah sorry sorry and, like he like, closes book knocks it accidentally in onto the ground. All these, like, in a plastic bag, eight cigarette butts. It says, like, evidence, but it's face down. So the janitor who's cleaning up the room in the office or it doesn't see it. So he runs out. Janitor, like, at midnight has his, like, Walkman headset on. And he comes and, like, just throws it in the trash bag and, like, leaves. And then they're like, where'd it go? And then now we just don't know where they're at.
1: But that just seems like such a far, like, yeah. you know what I mean, far-fetched thing. I feel like there's just so many stories where I really feel like the FBI was like, what if it would be a shame yeah. if this just went missing? We should
0: make this harder.
1: Yeah, like it just it happens way too often, yeah. and honestly, police get it together because this like it so many cases. You had one job. Well, like literally, it's like to figure this out, and they're like, "Oh, I can't," and you're like, "Well, if you had kept the the cigarette butts, which could later be DNA tested, then we wouldn't be in this mess." But anyway,
0: huh, real bad stuff. Real bad stuff. They also had a cut up parachute, like I said, that where he was trying to maybe like have that tied together um, mm. with the uh, with the money bag, with all the all the cash in it. But then about 10 years later, uh, at Tina Bar, which is a sandbank that's along the Columbia River, um, which is <laughs> basically bar. pretty close to the landing zone, which I would totally make into, like, a drinking spot. Mm-hmm. That'd be a bar. I, I would make it's that, like, saying. a pub or something yeah. so quick, but it's I not. It, I
1: thought it would. they were, like, when I first heard them say Tina Bar, I was like, oh, there's a bar there. That's nice. Like, probably on the riverside. How exciting. Yeah. But it's just, like. A sandbank, And I was yeah. like, what
0: the heck? It's like a fishing place where people yeah. would go fishing in the Columbia River. <laughs> I was like,
1: they were at the Tina Bar. I was like, that sounds so nice. It also yeah. sounds like a drag queen name. Like, please welcome to the stage, Tina Bar. Woo! Yeah, anyways.
0: Um, but basically, uh, the little kid went and found $20 bills, like wads of it,
1: mm-hmm. all like
0: rubber banded together that added up to like $5,800. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was over on February 10th, 1980. And these bills had the same serial numbers that were given to Cooper Mm -hmm. way back when. And basically, this is this is all really crazy too. Um, in 74 on Tina Bar, there was like they added sediment and like sand, like more earth Mm -hmm. to Tina Bar. So had there been something placed at Tina Bar, it basically would be buried even deeper than it would actually be. Like if, yeah,
1: so if it had gotten there within seventy one to seventy four, yeah. then it would be under that dirt. But because it was, it got there after that. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of
0: like maybe feet away from that spot where they added sand specifically. But it's kind of said like if there's any more, it's under a lot of land now, yeah. um, and then a bigger thing that like no one could have foreseen coming. I guess at least I don't think so. Um, May eighteenth, which is like just a few months after this kid finds these dollar bills, Mount St. Helens erupts. Oh, shoot. Covering the entire, like that entire area mm-hmm. in like ash and just
1: sorry.
0: basically making every single piece of, uh, yeah, it was you just, yeah, <laughs> you, you just started getting, you blown out of an, a volcano yeah and just covered just everything bits up of the- you everywhere. Yeah. Just covering Washington state. Um, but yeah, the no, blast radius covered the land surrounding Ariel, Washington, which is basically where they think that he landed, like that area there. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, nothing from that point forward has been found in that area. Of regard like regarding this case, at mm-hmm. least. So.
1: Yeah, so it's been pretty crazy. Real crazy. Um, yeah, and I just think that it's really interesting that like, if the money had been, because they say some people speculate that when the money was found along the Columbia River. That it would have traveled downstream and then, like, gotten there. But Mm. 10 years is just an insane amount of time for something to have, like, traveled down river. Because rivers move fast. You know, something's going to, like, travel down the river. It's going to take, like, maximum, like, two or three years, I'd say. But the fact that it was, like, found 10 years later and after a sediment, um, like... I forget what, it, I forget like the exact terminology, but like a layer of sediment that was from 74-ish. Yeah. Like, come on. So that must have been like, they see, think that it seems like someone had left it there after that year. Had come
0: back yeah. and placed it there. Yeah. Like and to hide it. I, I had seen reviews of like, the, they found out the rubber band company that made mm-hmm. the rubber bands that were holding the the dollar bills together. Mm-hmm. And they tested out that the rubber bands would not last longer than a year. So the rubber bands in holding that, yeah. in, in that environment. So mm-hmm. they tested it out like that. Like the rubber bands were still intact and they were still very, very much like usable. So it had been very recent since like they had been buried there at Tina Bar. Um,
1: or yeah, ended up there somehow. Yeah.
0: Another thing is, as we were saying like it might have drifted downriver. The um, the Columbia River flows actually the opposite way from.
1: Oh, does it? Oh,
0: where the uh, where the drop point possibly could have been. Um, there is like a little like crick that like leads its way down to the river, but then mm-hmm. at that point it leads away from Tina ba- Tina Bar, it was, and there is an access point that could possibly have been like le- he could have landed in that could have like gotten himself into Columbia River that would have flowed that way, then dropping it off at Tina Bar. But it's like that's the the the, the probability of that happening is like so so slim.
1: Yeah, so it's just kind of a big mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows, man? Who knows? That part's like really wild how, like, just some of the money was recovered and not all of it. It was like literally a fraction of it. So that's kind of weird. That's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, but so, like, that the, the, the fact that the Columbia River just runs the exact opposite direction away from that, it, it, it makes the probability really, really uh, unlikely. But
1: But water moves weird.
0: Water moves weird.
1: Anyways, that has been the evidence.
0: And we're gonna take a break, and we'll come back at you guys with possible explanations, and also possible suspects. And also, pop simple pop culture references.
1: But yeah, stick
0: around. We'll see you guys soon.
1: We're back. I hope you had a nice little break. Hope it's been maybe a few minutes, maybe a few seconds. We accidentally took an extended break ourselves in real time.
0: I think we needed it, though, you know, just to decompress. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, because D.B. Cooper gets us, like, fired up, man. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's so many possible explanations of what happened to this guy that I just could not stay <laughs> calm. Focused.
1: Well, the first possible explanation, let's get down and back into it. Um, of this case, like, what really happened after that day? Because ever since he jumped out of the plane, it's been a big mystery. No one knows what happened. But the number one leading explanation is that he fell to his death. Yay! (laughs) Isn't that so exciting? How
0: anticlimactic. I know, it's
1: literally, like, this whole heist, the glasses, the tie reveal, and then he just dies. Like, (laughs) that's so annoying. It's just, like, what, I mean,
0: it's definitely not the most exciting. Yeah. But... It's definitely, Likely. given the, the, the conditions.
1: The circumstances. It, it seems pretty probable. I ain't gonna lie. True. I mean, yeah. So, basically, many believe that Dan Cooper left from the plane and just died while hitting the ground, maybe hitting a tree, maybe falling. A, you know, I'm just falling. Yeah. Falling.
0: know, yeah, falling will do that to you. Yeah. I exactly. sure the fall won't kill you. It's the hitting the ground part that'll do it.
1: I mean, you could die of a heart attack in the air.
0: Which adrenaline. Would would happened but they say he was pretty calm he had six he had, what eight cigarettes in him with like know. a with a, a glass of bourbon and soda.
1: anyways but the conditions that he dropped down into were less than ideal i mean even after requesting for the plane to be flown at ten thousand feet and less than 200 knots which is 230 miles per hour which is pretty low and slow for a mm-hmm. plane um it was dark when he would have jumped as well as just having like this large cloud cover right below the plane yeah. so you couldn't even see where he was jumping into at the time and there was also just like rain it was november yeah, i a, mean like a terrible rain it's literally like the pacific northwest and it's in november i mean you do the math it's gonna be cold rainy and gross so like it, going at that speed the rain yeah. hitting your skin cannot yeah. feel good no there's no way no it's like sandpaper probably have you so Have
0: horrible. you like you ever uh gone tubing
1: no what uh-huh.
0: is that so tubing is like when you tie like to the back of a speedboat, that like you would get like an inner oh, tube and you kind of like yes. hang on there. And then like after we falling a off. We did group tubing. When? What? I, was <laughs> in I in Okinawa? I, what?
1: Yes. Oh, Max. Yeah. I want to go next time. Yeah. It was wild. They like tied to the back of a jet ski on like this inflatable couch. Yes. <laughs> and we were just flying oh, through the air. It was the most wild time. And then Max would be like going like faster. And we were like, no. And we were just literally like, careening through oh, the ocean no. i literally thought that i was going to die at one oh. point but none of us fell off
0: that's good and that was Congrats. such a
1: miracle because we were going so fast
0: that's awesome but basically my comparison would be like are you falling off the tube and hitting the water that feels like concrete
1: oh yeah when oh. you like flop. or just like
0: the, the the spray while you're on that inflatable couch hitting you probably doesn't feel like doesn't hurt but probably feels like sleet or like some real it yeah. hits you hard and you're like ah.
1: yeah. when well, my
0: eyes open
1: yeah it's spicy you know spicy. spicy when it hits you amen But yeah, so wherever he would have landed in, they said Washington area. Yeah, aerial,
0: aerial Washington. Over
1: over Washington. Wherever he would have landed, I mean, it would have been like forest. It would have been probably either snowy or rainy. Like it would have been Mm -hmm. like cold and wet. And he was, like you said earlier, wearing loafers and a trench coat. Like, I mean, even if he did manage to like survive the fall to the ground, like
0: if he's in the
1: forest, yeah, like you don't even know like what direction. This is before iPhones. Like you're not just going to... Imagine the iPhone survives the fall, right? Unlikely because these things don't even survive the fall from the kitchen sink. Like, they just, like, fall off the counter. But imagine your iPhone survives and, like, you have service. Either way, it's going to be, like, an adventure to get out of the woods. Yeah, there's
0: big feet out there, man.
1: There's big feet, little feet, a.k.a. Small animals. squatch. Yeah. Literally. Also,
0: we manifested the relationship between Sas Sasquatch and Bigfoot Bay. It yes. happened. We oh did it God. here on this podcast, and they collabed this week, and it was unreal
1: yes side note like that was the most wild thing to have ever happened because we were literally if you go back and listen to the podcast we're like wow we ship it they need to be together and at that point they had no like crossover no no crossover no venn diagram in the social media community and we were gunning for it and literally this week they collabed and i really feel like that was a sign from the cryptid gods that yeah
0: i found it yesterday i found it yesterday and we posted the episode what two three days beforehand
1: Yeah, so the episode went live, and then they collabed, so I don't know. Maybe they
0: collabed before that to post their video, but we had recorded the episode, what, two weeks prior? Yeah,
1: like ten days before that, so it was like... It we were happened. out here manifesting. We were out here giving what needed to be given because then it happened and it is the most beautiful chef's kiss collaboration and I'm
0: so happy. I could not I'm be so happier. Happy I literally them.
1: commented you were only following four people on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh now we're following five because I followed squash. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's a very um rare and honestly like great personality, so I love it. Love I that love for it. Us. He's I'll never be- noticed us, but I hope he does soon.
0: Can we get invited to the wedding maybe?
1: I know. I want to be uh, the best man. I love it. Me too. I want to be- Can we
0: cover the wedding?
1: Made of, oh my God. We like live pod.
0: Yes. Live stream the live wedding. Live pod.
1: Yes. But anyways, back to the, back to DB Cooper because that was a tangent we did not need to go on. Sorry. Um, it, no, it was necessary. Anyways. <laughs> love that for us. I can't stop thinking about it. Um, Some say that even though Cooper showed knowledge of knowing how to parachute and skydive, they think that he wasn't good at it. I don't really know like what would lead them to believe. That. Like, I mean, the, like
0: they, he. from what I had seen, they basically uh, judging from some of the suspects as well. Some of them have like mm-hmm. they have had skydiving injuries where they hurt their knee during uh, 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 when they jumped out of a plane at one point. Or um, mm-hmm. people said just like from his demeanor and like the way he kind of handled it. They were trying to teach him how to, like, parachute and how to skydive out of the mm-hmm. plane so he, he could do it. Because he was like, he was like, teach me how to do it. And then, like, whatever. He's like, I got this. Like, I, I know how to do it fine, fine enough. Or I, he kind of just brushed the instructions off a little bit. So he kind of gave the air that he knew how, how to do it. But some mm-hmm. people say that he didn't. I'm I'm just relaying the information that was given.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. Somehow mm-hmm. they figured that out. But either way, I don't think it's going to go very well if you're, like, skydiving into the unknown. You know, even yeah. If you're whether you know what you're doing
0: or not. Yeah, that's... it's just like weird.
1: It's a weird time. And
0: yeah, also the parachutes that he took weren't like mm-hmm. good ones. One was the dummy parachute. I think it was the reserve one. And I think the other one was like a military, not steerable parachute mm-hmm. that he ended up taking. Um, so
1: not great. Not great stuff.
0: No. So even if he did jump, he didn't have a lot of control over what was going on. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's wild. But that leads us to our next point. After all this happening, who do we think did it? I mean, like, could be anybody. Could be me. Could be you. Like we said earlier. I look just like him. Clearly.
0: Uh, but there's so many suspects that were like, I think we said earlier about 800 were mm. like seen. In, in just, the first couple, yeah. Just in the first few months of this happening and several more afterwards. And they've basically whittled it down to a whole bunch of them that, that they still don't even know if maybe they did it. Maybe they didn't. But they don't have definitive proof that they did. But they, didn't, they can't say they didn't at all. So the biggest one, one of the, some of the favorites of um, some FBI agents, former FBI agent uh, Russell Kalam and former federal probation officer, Bernie Rhodes, both wrote cases about Cooper and this suspect. And they were, this suspect was a favorite of them both. And it was, his name is Richard Floyd McCoy. Uh, So RF McCoy was arrested five months after the Cooper escape in April of 72 for hijacking an airplane. So, so, already funny. sounds pretty similar to the, mm-hmm. the the case we've spoken of already. Um, but let me tell you the other similarities. He parachuted off the plane. It was a Boeing seven twenty seven. He requested four parachutes. He was calm during the heist. He claimed that there was a bomb on board via note. Both the McCoy and Cooper notes contained the phrase "no funny stuff," and both crimes were committed while Brigham Young University was on break. Whether or not that has anything to play into this or not is yet to be determined, but some people believe that uh, because some people from McCoy's family recognized an item that Cooper left on the plane, the object was never really publicly identified, but rumors say that it was a BYU medallion that had McCoy's initials on it, but that stems from Wikipedia, and we all know that's BS if it comes from Wikipedia. Yes, um, to
1: quote um, BuzzFeed. Yeah, it's it's a wild time.
0: Yeah, BuzzFeed was very, very helpful in giving us this information about this subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, what happened to Richard Floyd McCoy. It's a hard name to say, but it's a cool name. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, he was ruled out because he didn't fit the description of D.B. Cooper. Um, he was caught after the heist in April and sentenced to 45 years in prison. But then he escaped. Boy got out. Mm-hmm. Got out at Lewisburg, PA. And then he later got killed in a shootout in west uh, in virginia beach virginia um by local enforcement um so the boy what like he was a wild mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. he was crazy he was doing all the things um i think personally richard floyd McCoy, like heard about the story of db cooper mm-hmm. and just tried replicating it. it was like hey it worked for him why can't it work for me yeah
1: and I think just it very much looks
0: like a copycat it out. I don't think
1: it's anything else.
0: Nah, uh, it just didn't end up working out because the dude ended up getting arrested. He got the years in prison. He had to get out of prison, and then he ended up getting shot down anyway. <laughs> so it, it, it didn't really work out the same way for Richard as it did for Dan Cooper.
1: Yeah, so that's one suspect. Yeah,
0: what are the other but ones? now?
1: Um, we also have, um, you know, obviously with big profile cases like this, you'll see a lot of times that people will either do deathbed confessions or claim that it's them anonymously or not, or that, uh, people will blame their relatives. Um, so here we have a couple of people who are just out here yelling that they did it. And honestly, these are kind of, some of the more not annoying, but I think it's like just difficult. Cause like how do we know if they did or didn't do it? But if they didn't do it, why would they like throw the case off like this? It's just so self serving.
0: Yeah, it's just basically like I want attention, I want the money, I it's want weird. Or whatever comes out of that. I guess for claiming to be a criminal.
1: Yeah, it's like a strange. It's position a weird to, thing. I don't know why you would do that. Like
0: someone's bored.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just like to me, it's like you're literally like some people were very severely traumatized, namely like the the crew members yeah. who had to deal with this and you're like just messing around you know like people could have died but True. that's just my opinion it's not the so. first
0: time in like these mysteries that we've heard people claim things like this so yeah. back in the solder case so there weird. were people like claiming to be yeah the, kids. the the kids and uh it ended up really affecting the people involved mm-hmm.
1: it's so horrible but anyways so donald sylvester murphy and william john lewis were both taken into federal custody because both of them claimed that they were the D.B. Cooper. Well, one of them was D.B. Cooper and the other one was, like, the getaway guy, apparently. Mm. Um, something like that. But they ended up trying to tell their story of how they pulled it off. And they just ended up getting arrested by the FBI for pretending to be a criminal, which I guess is a crime. But, pretend. I mean, like, there was... The, it is a crime, I think, to, like, um, throw off an investigation like that. Uh,
0: I think to the to the to degree the, that the, they the, ended yeah, up doing They were, like, and out they... here
1: talking to the media. They were out here trying to, like make coin it was trying to do like
0: a whole tell-all story kind of thing it
1: was weird and so they ended up getting arrested so they were quickly thrown out of the actual running i think for yeah yeah, being real suspects but they're kind of important you know these people were really truth out here doing it yeah and then our other person who's a possible suspect which i think is one of the more interesting ones is barbara dayton born 1926 and died in 2002 was a recreational pilot and university of washington librarian. Libraria. Librarian. Librarian. Um, she served as a U.S. Merchant Marine and then in the Army during World War II, and in 1977, Pat and Ron Foreman met Barb at the Thunfield airstrip, where Barb was trying to like get enough hours to grab like a commercial pilot's license, but due to a lot of difficulties, namely one of them of her being transgender um she oh. could not obtain a license i mean this was like 19s like literally the 70s so like even now it's still hard to do stuff as a transgender person i can't imagine mm. like back then
0: yeah i was confused okay. like barbara that's a weird name for a, for a guy but no it was her she yeah she, yeah she was she, she, she was doing
1: it she was out here doing like big things thing. and then yeah yeah
0: okay became
1: yeah became her true self later on in life after she mm-hmm. served in the army and stuff But anyways, in 1977, like I said, she met uh, Pat and Ron Foreman at the airstrip and they were just out here like hanging out. They were, um, you know, both interested in like the similar things and they talked a lot and then became a regular dinner guest at the Furman's on Sunday nights. And I think back in those days, like having dinner parties was such a huge thing. I mean, obviously there's no entertainment like we have now, like TVs and phones and switches and gaming systems. So you always had like, I feel like there was always like common folks you had over every week like for dinner for whatever and I'm, I'm sure it's still common now but i think in those days it was especially like mm-hmm. the thing to do you know because the you people know, actually
0: did things day to day you know yeah like i have a day off and i sit on my bed and i just play my switch until yeah. i go to bed for the next day you know mm-hmm. like it's a 24 hours of just vegging
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, so but people
0: actually had to wake up and go and do things so they had yeah. things to talk about and week to week yeah. was kind of a cool
1: thing yeah so they would like catch up and stuff and during one of their like nights she revealed her true identity to them and they were shocked but they were very accepting they were like yo you know what like thank you for trusting us with this we're still gonna be cool we're still gonna be friends and she would just come by the house and continue to be actively passionate about the db cooper case once it would hit the news like you know when they found evidence or something and she was like super defensive of him being like oh like he's great oh my God, what a legend for doing that. And then one day, like, Ron was like, oh my God, what if you were DB Cooper? Like, you know, just like joking around. And she actually got mad at him and was like, how very dare you? And they were like, okay, just kidding. Like, I'm just kidding. It was a joke. And then uh, she eventually kind of gave in and was like, you know what? Actually, I am. And they were like, oh. And then there's, like, a clip in the documentary of, on HBO where they, like, reenact them and, like, they put sunglasses on her and, like, tied her hair up and were like, yeah, you literally look like him. And they, like, took a Polaroid and, or something. It was really funny. Hmm. But they apparently that happened. And she claimed to have staged the Cooper hijacking, dressed as a man to get back at the airline field and the FAA, whose, like, rules and conditions prevented her from becoming an airline pilot. So this was, oh. like, kind of, like, a grudge against... That was rules. said, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, I
0: have a grudge, not against your airline, but... but just a grudge. I yeah. have a grudge, and you just happen to be in the right place at the right time kind yeah. of thing. That's yeah. what I did hear that part yeah. of, um...
1: The, the quotes, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, but Dayton said that the ransom money was hidden in a cistern near Woodburn, a suburban area of Portland, but eventually just recanted literally the whole story. It was like, just kidding. Uh, I did not do it. Um, after she learned that the hijacking charges could still be, um sought out and brought to her if it was true and the fbi never commented publicly on her interesting um, which is yeah a choice but you know the fbi doesn't i feel like they just keep so many things a secret they didn't comment on a lot of people that came by
0: i mean there is a possible explanation that the fbi just like has all the information for it but they just don't want to give
1: yeah they don't, they don't want to want sway to solve a certain it. way mm-hmm.
0: they're like we know actually know who db cooper is but like we are pretending not to know kind of thing
1: maybe who knows but yeah so that was one of the more interesting ones we also have um when they got the parachutes you said that they got them from a skydiving sc- yeah. um, school place mm-hmm. the guy who owns the place ended up getting murdered in cold blood Yo. um later on and it was wild and then when this happened people were kind of shook And then the cops were like, this has nothing to do with D.B. Cooper. He just got killed. And everyone was like, dad's suspicious. Dad's weird. Because of all people to get killed, you would think it was someone like relevant. Like the, I mean, obviously I don't want anybody to get murdered. But I would imagine that he would go after like the flight attendant or like the flight attendant's family, like someone like that. But but like, why would he go after like the skydiving school who provided the parachutes owner guy like that's so random i mean it
0: might it, it might connect to the fact of where like hey i want parachutes and they're like okay we got some from the air force base he's like no i need them from this place specifically mm-hmm. i need that like, you need to be they need to be the come the the, yeah. the 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 civilian ones you know and so like like almost leads he knew the way of the area so he knew like if they weren't going to get up from the air force base they would have to get them from yeah that's place, place specifically so maybe that person knew Maybe that was, like, oh, maybe. an accomplice or something that knew information. He wasn't about it or something. And he wanted to... He didn't want to share the money.
1: Oh, maybe. He didn't but, want to share yeah, money. It was wanted a while after. So that's just a little nugget of... Who knows? Nugget. Yeah, who knows? Big mystery. But that happened. Anyways, tell me about our other possible suspect.
0: Yeah, the last one I uh, have for you, uh, Ash, is Robert Rackshaw. Which is actually... There's, a like, a whole, like, a little... Like, a, a film. A docu-film on this. And uh, basically... There was this guy who has been said that he, he, he looked a lot like Cooper. He was a little too young. That's kind of like why the, the FBI never followed up on this case a little bit. So they're just like, ah, he was too young to be, to be Cooper. He doesn't fit the age range of our description for Cooper. But he kind of looks like him. But he's a retired pilot and ex-convict who served in the Army as a helicopter crew member in other units during the Vietnam War. He came to the attention of the Cooper Task Force in February 1978 after he was arrested in Iran and deported to the United States to face explosives, possession, and check kiting charges. Uh, several months later, while released on bail, Rakshaw attempted to fake his own death by radioing a false mayday call. So basically, he faked his death and then later on uh, claimed to be Cooper um and cooper investigators noted his physical resemblance to cooper composite sketches although he was only 28 at the time so he did look he was a bit too young for what they said because they said what he was he
1: aged like milk i don't know i don't
0: know benjamin Button. you know like he aged nice. kind of funky too but then basically he had all the military training for it he had the criminal record um he was an ohio native who ended up like moving to california got a degree in like economics and stuff and then he like settled down in like san diego i believe Um, Then he died pretty recently, actually. I think, like, 2019 he he died. But in 2016, he was pretty heavily looked into after the case was even closed on D.B. Cooper at all.
1: But, I mean, there was no sustainable evidence to really convict anybody, I don't think. Like, nothing adds up. And that's the hard part about this case is that, like, all you have is, like, eyewitness accounts, which, again, no matter how close you are to someone in a crime, like... You can't really count on eyewitness accounts to just convict anybody. Like there has to be hard evidence and like DNA or like, you know, it just has to be more clean cut than that. And that's what makes this case really difficult. And obviously this is a different time. There was not as much technology as we have now and like surveillance or like ID checking and like, you know, the whole airport situation, like we mentioned. So the case kind of went cold and they closed it in 2016, I believe officially. And that was that. And that's the case of D.B. Cooper, at least as far as the true crime bits go.
0: Yeah, but now we have the pop culture bits.
1: Yeah, now we have the things that come after it that make it quite famous. Quite
0: interesting. And there wasn't a huge amount, not like mm-hmm. in past things like with Bigfoot Yeah, it's not like a, a
1: piece of like lore, I guess. But there are no, some no. fun things attached to this case. Very true. That I think is, you know interesting i mean like any mystery there's going to be followers and there's going to be people trying to solve it because who doesn't love to solve a good mystery imagine being some random and just solving a cold case that would be wild that would be crazy i think yeah anyways but speaking of solving this case this year in 2021 they're doing cooper con cooper con yeah and it's going to be held november 20th 21st at kiggins theater uh in vancouver washington yeah yeah, so for years, D.B. Cooper Days um, was like this tiny little like hangout situation for people obsessed with the unsolved mystery, um, and it was in Ariel, Washington, and people would just get into the Ariel Store pub, you know, have some drinks, talk about the situation, talk yeah. about any updates that they might have found while scavenging the internet and other places.
0: Yeah, you know, the, 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 Cooper, the Cooper Heads.
1: Yeah, Cooper Heads as they call them. And, you know, they just vibe with their, like, mutual passion of trying to solve this case. Um, But recently, the aerial Store Pub owner passed away, and the bar actually ended up closing. Oh. And the annual gathering, yeah, kind of, like, dissipated. That's really sad. Man. However, this kind of inspired them to band together and create a new little party situation for themselves called CooperCon. And, like I said, since it is the 50th anniversary of the strange crime, they're going to have this two-day lineup they're gonna have like different kind of talks different kind of like you know evidence like lectures and stuff sounds good to me it's two days um i looked at the website and it's only 20 dollars for a two-day pass Yo. obviously you still have to pay for like your hotel and stuff on top of that they also have socials okay. like outside of the con oh, hours like
0: cons always do yeah
1: as they do and even one of the panels is, like, something about, like, yeah, D.B. Cooper, a mystery. And we're also going to talk about aliens and Bigfoot and all this stuff. And it's, like, a sub. Yeah, it's, like, one of the panelists is, like, into the same stuff that we are. That's cool. And I feel like we should be friends. But, yeah, uh, they have a the whole If anybody lineup.
0: goes, let us know.
1: Yeah, they have the whole lineup on um, the website. But it's really fun. And I think that it's interesting that people are still so invested that they want to get together and recount... All the things, but yeah. yeah, if I could go, I would go. Tell us about it, please. Yeah, let me know, Corey. What else is there in the pop ooh. culture realm? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got you. I got your okay, you. go, go.
0: So basically, they've got Bigfoot versus DB Cooper the movie,
1: the twenty fourteen masterpiece. Oh AKA. yeah, you know it. <laughs> It's just there. It, it
0: exists. It yeah. just happens. It's an awful as like a
1: zero point three rating.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not amazing by any means. But hey, if you want to give it a watch, I believe it's on YouTube. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just Google it. I'm yeah. sure you'll find it. Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. What a wild time! It's a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a you'll,
1: wild film!
0: It's if you it's, if you need to just do something and fill time, that is something you can do to fill time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what it. else you can do to fill time is there's also another film called DB Cooper Case Closed, and uh, in 2016 the FBI called off the investigation. 45 years later, they believe the resources could be used in other su- other cases and better better use and just anything yeah, else other than that putting the
1: manpower other places
0: but also in 2016 Thomas Colbert released a documentary film claiming that Robert Rackshaw the Ohio native was db cooper and we just talked about him as one of the suspects um but robert rackshot passed away in 2019 so if you want to see any footage of him and uh this film uh, all
1: his evidence against him you
0: can see all that stuff there in that film there because tommy is quite convinced um but also, in more recent stuff, Marvel gave us a reference. Mm-hmm. Loki, the TV show over on Disney+, Plus, um, gave us a short scene where Loki disguised himself as D.B. Cooper and he jumps off the plane as Heimel, uh, Heimdall sorry, summons the Bifrost and transports him back to Asgard um, and is later revealed that he did it because uh, he lost a bet to Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a TV line interview with... Tom Hiddleston, where he speaks on this matter along with the director of that uh, episode of Loki um, where they talk about um, just like w- what was the like, the motivation behind this? What do they think that could be used? And they're like, well, basically Loki, um, like he obviously existed and he had to cause mischief and like he was very, very, re- like he knew Earth existed. So he kind of given the the, the whole like the bet with Thor and just different things. He went on like messed with things and meddled in the human's history and caused crazy little events and chaos and mischief and made a whole lot of different mysteries for us. And this was just one of the many that he had a hand in. Um, He was D.B. Cooper and we solved the mystery. It was Loki all along.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that makes so much sense as to why he just up and disappeared. And then he took the money to Asgard, and they never spent it because obviously you can't.
0: Yeah, in the scene, he like gets bamfed away, and all the money goes yeah flying yeah. and flying up in the air. So I'm sure he got some of those in his pockets too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of my favorite references. I think that's what inspired us to kind of do this whole episode because we were like, it's like when we realized that it was the same thing. We're like, it's the same guy.
0: It's really important. Yeah, go so that money.
1: was it. Was yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Highly recommend watching that clip if you haven't already. Do I it. love um, that show. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, it was neat. Um, yeah. But in other pop culture references, uh, in 1979, Le- Leonard Nimoy uh, did an installment of his now notorious show called In Search Of. Um, so they had kind of like a whole like rundown of the case there, which yeah. was love Leonard very Nimoy. dramatic and sensual fashion as that show was known for. Um, so it was really cool, like to see. Um, I did watch a clip of it. It's very interesting to see the way that crime cases are covered, especially within the decade that they happen in. As if they're yeah. older, it was just such a different time, and it really kind of puts into perspective how much things have really changed, and also at the same time how they haven't changed at all. Like it's Truth. just weird because I don't yeah. know. Very time capsuley. It was cool. You know um, who Leonard Nimoy is, right? Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy from Where Ash from the plays from
0: Star Trek yeah Yeah. Star Trek there you go (laughs) it took
1: me a second I was like let me just get there he's an alien just like us yeah yeah he is Um, it was just it's great but um, The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper was another um, again a film just people were out here trying to make movies trying to capitalize on the mystery Uh, 1989 featuring Treat Williams Robert Duvall and the infamous Paul Gleason. Um, then we have the HBO Max documentary that I keep referring to. Again, like I said, if you want to get into like the different suspects that people think are most likely or the most random, um, it's The Mystery of D.B. Cooper. Again, finds it on HBO. It's interesting to say the least. People, yeah. Everyone who's interviewed is convinced that their relative or that their whoever is D.B. Cooper and like fully believe them. How so interesting. It's so wild, like how strongly they all believe it even though they all know of each other yeah how as cool. well how like, interesting it's, yeah it's weird
0: the dynamic must be so crazy
1: yeah i mean obviously they weren't in the same room but like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I would assume that they know that other people other cl- are other claims you yeah know. yeah but it's wild uh um, this
0: next title cracks me it's up called
1: ha, ha, ha. <laughs> 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 it's called ha 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 it's called by db <laughs> um it's allegedly a memoir of the person responsible for hijacking the northwest flight 305 from portland to seattle in 1971 it includes a contest with clues of the location of a certificate supposedly entitling the first finder up to two hundred thousand dollars the amount of money extorted during the hijacking it was published in may of 1983 most likely not written by the real db cooper but no one knows who the real author is it's a big old mystery and the book is super rare, and there is no information really known about it. I mean, like, it's just there and existing, and it costs about $150 on Amazon. Gross. So, there's Gross. that. How funny, though. I mean, it's just such a random thing. To, like, people just making, making art, making, making, like, DIY projects from this, which is kind of insane. Um, It's a very committed piece, if it's not being yeah. covered, you know? I mean, like, if
0: people just... have actually, like, read this book... Like, I'd yeah. love to hear, like, what your review of it was. and
1: I think there's some photos, yeah, online. Love to see that. Oh. And then there's also the Dan Cooper comics. Um, in the 1950s, Francis's Dan Cooper comics chronicled the adventures of a Royal Canadian Air Force pilot, and it's also been speculated that D.B. Cooper borrowed his false identity from the comics. However, the Dan Cooper comics were unknown to Americans in 1971, which is interesting because it's like, hmm... Well, because it was
0: only a French comic, and they released it to Canada for the, f- like, because they speak French there. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of them do, at least, at least there's a, there is a population that does. Right. And so there's a speculation that Dan Cooper, or D.B. Cooper, was actually Canadian, which mm-hmm. leads to, was really interesting, because, like, that's kind of where the American currency, like, where he had to specify what kind of currency he wanted, it kind of... Legally, well, he, maybe was he was, he, was he foreign? And this gives us a country if he was, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, I kind of,
0: and it would make sense for but Seattle. Yeah. Like he's
1: just it's borders yeah. right there. A hop, skip and a jump away. Amen. It's like this, I think this is one of those like pop culture references that really kind of has like that red, like the red conspiracy string tie. Of to, course. <laughs> yeah. But that's like another one of those. And again, you can find photos of those Dan Cooper comics online. Um, but that's pretty much wrapping up the pop culture that we have for you based on this guy. There's obviously quite a few other documentaries and stuff that yeah. we didn't get to touch on. But again, they're all kind of, you know, touching on the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's a very same,
0: popular FBI yeah. case that's never been solved. And mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most notable. I, I don't know too many more off the top of my head, but it's uh, it's it's pretty big in the fact that like it's still 50 years later unsolved. unsolved <laughs> we have no idea what's going on. Like, wh- What do you think the explanation is?
1: I don't know. I really, I, I want to believe that he just straight up died.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my, my because, thing. Because,
1: like, I just don't see how he, could. like, he how... There's no way. Yeah, but... But where? That's yeah. the
0: thing. Like, we just don't, we, yeah. no one's ever found a body. The only thing we found, I think, in near the drop zone, was a placard from the plane mm-hmm. that, like, kind of was, like, ripped off the wall because of the air pressure.
1: Yeah, but... And it
0: was found, like, in, like, 78 or something. It was found oh, yeah. much later.
1: Yeah. So I like, I don't know. I don't even know what I believe, but I truly don't think that he survived the jump. Yeah. But it's just one big old mystery. I, yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
0: That's why I think he died. Yeah, I think, he, think died. he died. There's yeah. no way I don't think he would. Uh, it wouldn't make sense. I think he drowned in the river. I think he tied all the money to him. He drowned in the river and the, some of the money got out and like mm. landed on that bank. And that he's like at the bottom of the river somewhere. But I'm yeah. sure someone's looked at the bottom of the river for a skeleton with a money bag tied to him or something. Like it's... <laughs> I, I, but also uh, it's just who, who's that's funny. who's to know
1: who is to know who is to know it's all one big mystery, mystery. <laughs> that's why we're covering it but yeah it's just wild to me either way the world will probably never know mm-hmm. and i'm sure that this is not the last of unsolved cases sadly but technology is getting better every single day like
0: yeah maybe we'll find so something new and maybe I we could see big bigfoot's booty cheeks and
1: <laughs> yeah and, maybe who did this whole dv cooper thing amen But whether you're flying for business or for pleasure, just keep an eye out for people in rip-away ties and cool sunglasses. You never know what might happen. And also, don't forget to thank a flight attendant today for helping not get you killed every single time you board an airplane. True, Because they are a very thankless job, and they really do be out here doing the most. Amen. Exactly. Well, this has been our case on DB Cooper. Let us know what you guys think happened in the comments on our Instagram or on our YouTube, if you're on YouTube, and yeah, I just want to hear your guys' thoughts. Let us know. Yeah. Do all the things. Let it
0: snow. Let us know. Let,
1: let it snow. Let us know. Both of those. <laughs> it's very festive. <laughs> very having very festive language. I'm
0: gonna finish the bourbon now.
1: Yes. Take the last. The last mm. swig. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys made it this far, it has been a, a pleasure doing this episode. Catch you guys next time.
0: See you guys later. And you can catch Ash over on
1: Instagram and all of our other platforms, I believe, at... Ash Cassie. And you can catch Corey on Twitch and on the Instagram and all those other things at... CFAL22. And you can catch our producer, Miley, on Instagram and Twitter at Miley.Compagna just get it there and you can follow our general podcast at crop circles pod literally on every platform aka just instagram and twitter <laughs> True.
0: don't forget to catch our podcasts every week
1: don't forget to hit the subscribe hit the bell
0: hit the ring bell. that bell ding 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 and we'll see you guys later next week
1: bye